Good evening and welcome. You're watching The Big Fight, a show that is young at 23, the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. I'm Sanket Upadhyay. This last week, we saw a lot of speeches in Parliament, the motion of thanks addressed by many leaders. But there were two speeches of the Parliament, uh, of the Prime Minister, beg your pardon, and one speech of Rahul Gandhi that stood out. Rahul Gandhi chose a topic very different from what the motion of thanks address is about. He chose to speak about the alleged proximity between industrialist Gautam Adani and the Prime Minister. And the fact that he says, and he could not produce evidence or authenticate it, is what the government says. He believes that there is ample proof that the Modi government helped him help the industrialist Gautam Adani secure contracts and thus helping him in his business. On the other hand, the Prime Minister's speech was more of a comparison between the development work or the lack of it, according to him, during the UPA days, that decade which the Prime Minister calls the lost decade and a lekha joka, if you were, of his nine years which he chooses to call the India Decade. It is very clear that in the run-up to 2024, by the way, less than 400 days are left for the big electoral contest in 2024, both these parties and their leaders have their narrative set. So on the big fight tonight, the question that we are going to ask is this. Whose narrative is going to win in 2024? So let us begin the big fight. I would like to introduce Tavleen Singh, columnist and author, Neerja Chaudhary, senior journalist, uh, Ashutosh is a senior journalist and a political analyst, Smita Prakash, editor of the ANI, thank you very much for joining us, Nilanjan Mukhopadhyay, senior journalist in the studio with me, and Hindol Gupta, historian and an author. Thank you very much. We begin uh, with what we call is the first punch, where each of you get uh, one minute of time for your opening comments. So Hindol will begin with you. Your time starts now. Thanks, Ankit. I do believe that in 2024, 400 days is a long, long time. I don't think the question about alleged, you know, uh, association between the Prime Minister and the and Gautam Adani is an issue on which an election can be fought in 2024. I think in 2024, the election will be fought on one fundamental issue, and that issue is: Has delivery of goods of governance happened? on the ground and who are the beneficiaries of that goods of governance remember if the world goes into a recession at the by the end of this year that recession and its aftermath will essentially impact the 2024 elections and therefore people will be far more concerned about what are the economic and other benefits welfare benefits that they have received are receiving at that point and are likely to receive and the people and the party which actually can showcase that they have done the most in delivering these goods and gov goods of governance and deliver this welfare is the party that is likely to have an upper hand. Okay, Nilanjan. Uh, I don't think that it is yet uh, correct to say that uh, both uh, Mr. Modi as well as Rahul Gandhi have got their narratives and settled the issues on which they are going to go and uh, seek votes in the next elections. Okay. I think it is still in the process of making. Mm. So let us look at what are the issues which are being flagged by them. Mm -hmm. Let's look at what Rahul Gandhi flagged. Very fine, you talked about his allegations about the nexus between Mr. Gautam Adani and uh, uh, the Prime Minister. But prior to that, he said he also raised three issues. He talked about very specifically unemployment. 
he talked about inflation and he talked about what he said kisan related issues mm-hmm. farmer related issues mm-hmm. in between he also brought in the issue of those youth who have not been able to get enrollment into army and have been forced to go into by the agnipath scheme you know so that's also which he says is important plus there will be several other issues which come up so i do not think that this uh, next election is going to be fought by the congress party or any of the other opposition parties purely on the basis of uh, alleged proximity between the prime minister and a group of industrialists mr gautam adani specifically the also name of the ambani is coming up hmm. is that's not really chronic capitalism is not going to be the only charge it definitely is going to be part of the campaign uh, tavleen singh yeah i listened to the speeches and what worried me about them was particularly with the prime minister was that he sounded as though he was making an election speech you know at a rally and in parliament you're supposed to be able to engage with the other side and that is what has been missing actually for a very long time so i would have liked to see him engage but i don't think that that it was right for rahul gandhi to go on and on about mr ambani because let's not forget mr quatroki who was you know i mean in, in the case of mr ambani no links have been proven in the case of mr quatroki links were proven i, I believe you're talking so, about mr adani not adani, adani. sorry sorry yeah. sorry sorry yeah. sorry but you know and mr quatroki the, the congress party has never answered um on how the best friends of sonia gandhi suddenly got money from bofors okay so that's one um so i would have liked engagement as far as the narrative is concerned you don't need a narrative from mr modi i'm in a village and you know i was here a month ago and the jal jeevan mission is now already here laying pipes for water to come to the houses they say by the end of march this village which has never had water is going to get water that is the story of the mm-hmm. next election mm-hmm. modi shouldn't didn't need to you know all do all that chest thumping and all that because already the people know that there has been delivery of sanitation that you say that yeah because because the prime minister also spoke about how uh, he has been insulated from the criticism of the opposition where he says that the that the people are my kavach now whether that will work or not will be very interesting to see tavleen singh feels that uh, obviously it is working on the ground so he need not uh, enter into this you know political theater if you were uh, ashutosh your opening comments see sanket i'll i'll say four things first of all i'm not an astrologer so obviously i will not predict what is going to happen in 2024 it's too early second point i think uh, uh, after 8 years or, or you can say 9 years first time that rahul gandhi has emerged as a real challenger to mr modi and uh, there are many people who will not agree with me but i firmly believe into that because the kind the, the uh, in the last 4 months has completely transformed rahul gandhi and that can be a matter of worry for mr narendra modi the point number 3 i think first time i had seen uh, mr modi uh, uh, a very rattled is very very rattled i think the speech of rahul gandhi has certainly gone under his skin and this is an issue which mr modi would like to wriggle out of it because first time somebody has point blank told him that he had done something wrong and he has no answers smita prakash well i think uh, sanket i agree with hindol when he says that it's too early to call uh, i think uh, we can't even call the 2023 state elections because even there's a lot that 
uh, could change even in those elections. As far as Rahul Gandhi is concerned, I tend to agree that he's flying high from the success of the Yatra. And why do I say it's a success? It's because it, it for several factors, one, it got media attention, no doubt, every morning, uh, whether the newspapers or the television, everybody was talking about what he was saying, what he was doing. The photographs, the uh, everything was done to perfection as far as the imagery is concerned. Uh, it also changed the perception that this is a party which is lackluster, it is disintegrating, it is falling apart and rigor mortis has set in, all that changed. But having said that, I think Modi still has the narrative firmly within his grip. People still listen to him when he talks about schemes and they buy into his promise, which is what we saw in the state elections, because uh, that's the only way to gauge whether uh, who has the narrative is what the electorate are, uh, how they are voting, because the Labharti vote is still going to the BJP, those who benefited from the jobs. Uh, like free ration and free uh, livable houses and mm. and things. So this whole uh, PR ki rajniti, PR ka dukan, all that sounds good, but actual deliverables is what matters. As far as the allegations are concerned, which were made in Parliament, now there are institutions which are supposed to investigate the matter, and I think that's where it will end. Ashutosh says that reality doesn't matter, but perception matters. I tend to disagree, because if that was the case, then why does... Why does the same person say that authentication matters? If you need authentication from the government or from the BJP about whether the benefits have reached okay. the people, then you need authentication to the allegations made sure. by the uh, Congress. Okay, sure. Nirja Chaudhary. Uh, you know, I think the duel between the Prime Minister and Rahul Gandhi earlier this week has really sounded the bugle for the 2024 election. I'm using a cliché. But that's really set the stage uh, because uh, there were charges, very serious charges by Rahul Gandhi. And when the Hindenburg report came, it seemed that uh, the BJP government under Narendra Modi was probably facing the most serious challenge of its nine years, much more than demonetization or GST or several other things. So, but the way the prime minister fought back in the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha, you know, he said, he talked about the faith of the janta in him, the janta, as you said, being the coverage, the shield for him, uh, winning elections, uh, uh, also raking up all the scams of the UPA period, scam after scam by name. Uh, so I think that is going to be the strategy. Uh, or the seeds of the strategy that the Prime Minister, of course, they have many things up their sleeves. There'll be the opening of Parliament, there's the uh, G20 summit in September, about around which a hype is going to be created. There's, there's going a Ram to be the opening of the Ram Temple in January, absolutely. And it's already become a Rahul versus Modi fight. Hmm. And that has, uh, you know, that also has problems uh, uh, implicit in it. Okay. So the, the real question is going to be, will this Adani affair be converted into a message that can okay. be understood I'll, I'll by tell the you man what, Just take, taking off from where uh, Nijaji is leaving, uh, Nilanjan, <clears throat> you see the... I asked this question of uh, the former INB minister, uh, Mr. Prakash Javadekar, and he said that if you talk about narratives, there was the Raphael narrative for the Congress party, there was the Pegasus narrative, Right? And all these things failed. Right? It did not materialize on the ground. Similarly, this also will not. Because this is the private affair of an individual company or an industry. It has nothing to do with the affairs of the government. 
and that will never be a political issue, especially in the run-up to 2024? Uh, very difficult to say whether this issue is actually going to become uh, a very emotional issue with the people or not. You know, there is something very paradoxical in this entire issue. Mm -hmm. One is that politically the BJP has been campaigning against dynastic parties. Yeah. Yet, on the other hand, it is being accused of promoting family-held businesses. Mm -hmm. This is the basic charge, that possibly Indian capitalism is going through a backward slide as far as the emergence of non-family businesses which came out in the previous decade, the so-called lost decade. Mm -hmm. Possibly they are coming back. Once again, the family-held uh, companies, not just one or two, but maybe several others are also staging a comeback. So there is a paradox on that. You know, this other issue of that Suraksha coverage which you said, you know, yeah. I have, as an analyst, I have a very strong disagreement with this uh, coinage. Mm -hmm. uh, it reminded me, very frankly, of this famous Shashi Kapoor dialogue from Diwar, Mere paas maa hai. Mm. You mm. shut up, you cannot say anything. Uh, because I have the mandate with me, hmm. because I have my mother with me, mother is standing with me, hmm. people are standing with me. That does not mean people are standing with you, fair enough, you are getting uh, elected into government. But that does not mean that it takes away the right of the opposition to flag questions and be critical of you and your hmm. policies. Hmm. I think, you know... But Nilanya, they are in any case doing it. No, Who has stopped them from doing no, no. it? Are you referring to the, uh, this is to the, the fact that remarks were expunged? No, this is the process by which... Uh, you are trying to delegitimize the voice of the opposition. As far as uh, being expunged is concerned, mm. uh, you know, I seriously think that this business should stop because in today's technological world... Expunging remarks. Expunging okay. remarks. You know, it's simply not possible because it's the statement has, after it has been made once, is there for everyone to take mm -hmm. it. You know, and keep on repeating it. We will write about it. Mm. You will say that you are not entitled to write it. I will not... Go and source it to a Lok Sabha. I may not find it in the Lok Sabha proceeding. But you'll quote but someone find, else's I'm, thing. I may find it in your tweet. You have not been able to delete it. <laughs> so then the blame comes on you that Sanket Upadhyay is spreading, you know, something which has already been expunged. So expunging in so this expunging day and age does is, not work. I think it can possibly become counterproductive to the government. Okay. This is what. Uh, Smita Prakash, would you like to weigh in? Do you think expunging of remarks of opposition leaders was a, a, a not a wise thing to do? I think it's outdated, this thing of expunging. It's such a uh, uh, last century thing to do because yes, it's the been, everything is live telecast, everything is live tweeted, it's on Insta, it's on Facebook. So now are all of us, are you going to tell millions of people who are using social media to sit and erase everything out? So the, these are outdated measures. I think it should be done away with. What What is being said is said. It should be part of the parliamentary procedure. So I think there should be a change. They should live with the times. Okay, Indol, uh, while we've discussed it, do you, would you want to add to the word expunge and its relevance or no, I mean, should I, we move ahead? I broadly, yeah, mm -hmm. I think we should move ahead. I broadly mm -hmm. agree with uh, what Smita is saying that, you mm -hmm. know, and what Nilanjan is saying. You can't really expunge anything in, mm -hmm. in today's day and age. You know, once something is said, it's I mean, out this there. this is more for the record, that in yeah, parliamentary but, records, this But we have to ask the question, what really is the record, finally? Yeah. Is it really those dusty documents somewhere in Parliament? Or is there a broader public record today? Mm -hmm. And that is the more sort of legitimate record mm -hmm. for researchers in the, in the future. Sure. Right? And what about so this that, point that uh, Ashutosh was making? That if authentication is so key for a parliamentarian when he speaks in Parliament, where he enjoys protection, mm -hmm. right? Because whatever an MP says in Parliament, he, he enjoys certain amount of protection. Uh, 
Will the same rule not apply to the treasury benches? No, the, the rule of authentication should apply to everybody in general, but I'm not sure His anybody... point was on calling 2004 to 2014 the lost decade. Yeah, but was I it think really that's, a lost decade? Yeah, but I think that's really a... That, this, that, that's just political rhetoric, you mm. know. I mean, you know, the, obviously the treasury benches will say this part is, is you know, a lost decade. Uh, rhetoric the on the part of the prime minister? Of course, and this okay. is political rhetoric. I mm. mean, you know, you could say this is a mm. lost decade. Now, some parts of it mm. were indeed lost. Mm. You were a journalist. I used to be a journalist in those days. The some parts of it were, you know, written mm. by scams. Some parts of it, there was the great policy paralysis that we used mm. to all talk mm. about, and so on and so forth. Now, I'm sure, you know, Mr. Modi and his party has a different response to that, mm. you know, and the Congress will have something else to say. I, I think this, this is slightly futile. Mm. I am actually far more concerned that Clearly, as evidence from, parliament, uh, in, uh, from parliamentary procedure in the last few days, the standards of what can be said in parliament is sinking further and further. Mm. And as a Bengali, I was appalled mm. because it was said by a Bengali uh, member of parliament that I am appalled that the level has come down to such a, uh, you know, such a gutter level, uh, you know, discourse that you're actually able to say abusive words in parliament, which you cannot probably even say People wouldn't say normal discourse outside. Mm. So, you know, and if that's the standard of our political discourse, then it's very sad. Uh, like Bengal politics was always violent, mm. but certainly Bengal politics was never this abusive. Mm. And I'm, I'm really saddened to see the kind of language that has been used in Parliament. At least it matters to me. I mean, it may not matter to okay. hardened you know, uh, political analysts, mm. but it certainly matters to me and I felt very bad. Mm. Okay. Uh, Ashutosh, uh, the point on Sankit, authentication... Uh, 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 the, the, the issue is not the unfortunate party. The issue is not the content. issue is the intent. See, uh, first time I had seen in my last 30 years of journalism that uh, chairman was just speaking more than the leader of opposition. And I think the retort should come from the treasury branch and not from the chairman. And sometimes when you occupy the high constitutional post, you have to transcend the party politics. But that was not the case. So if, uh, if, if uh, and, and that's uh, most unfortunate part is, that chairman was, was obstructing so much that the leader of opposition has to tell him that should I learn from you how to speak? I think that's the lowest point in Indian parliamentary history. That uh, uh, leader of opposition, somebody who's speaking in the parliament has got such a huge experience and uh, the person occupying the, the seat of chairman seat also has got a huge experience and both of them are fighting like uh, nobody's business. So what I'm saying is that uh, it's not about the issue of expunging. The issue is why it has been expunged. Hmm. Why it has been expunged? Will it? Is it because that the that the government also want opposition to speak whatever they want to speak, or the parliament also wants that opposition should speak what the government wants? Hmm. That's the dangerous part of it hmm. because this is happening outside outside the parliament. Hmm. Anybody who is speaking against the government, he is hmm. sent behind the bar, or he has to face the consequences. Hmm. If if, if parliamentarians has got certain doubt, they can't raise it outside because there's a defamatory law. If, if, we, if the doubt cannot be expressed within the parliament, where will he express? So parliament, that's why there is certain immunity if he speaks inside the parliament. Hmm. And it is because parliament is supreme, parliament is sovereign, and the MPs are part of that sovereignty. If they are not... Uh, if they are being, if so they are even being if we were to dehyphenate elections narrative and uh, what was said in Parliament, say for instance by Rahul Gandhi, Tablin Singh, uh, should Rahul Gandhi not have a right to say whatever he wants, 
and then seek a reply from the government, whatever the factual position is, rather than those remarks itself being removed and thus not creating a need for the government to explain. Yeah, actually, that's what I was trying to say in the beginning in, in my first comment, yeah. that there used to be engagement in parliament. The whole point about parliament is it's not a, an election uh, rally. You know, they, and it's, it's actually the responsibility of the government to make sure that they answer the opposition in a civilized way so that you can have a civilized debate. I, I can't remember the last time I've heard a debate in parliament. All you get is some political leader banging on about either his achievements or somebody else's failures. That's not what parliament is for. Parliament is to raise the issues that concern the people. And, you know, and they, they're supposed to do that in a way that it sounds like a debate. But if you're going to be, you know, either thumping your own chest and saying how well you've done or pointing fingers at the other guy and saying you're useless, that, that isn't a debate. So actually that worries me much more than this business of expunging and, you know, hmm. authentication and all that. That to me is really not important. What is important is that parliament is not being used for debate. Uh, Smita Prakash, would you want to weigh in here? That the fact that uh, obviously an attempt was made by Rahul yeah, uh, Gandhi, the attempt was uh, to ask uh, questions about a certain issue which uh, he would not have been able to or the political party may not have been able to uh, simply because inside parliament he enjoys that protection. And uh, those remarks were removed. And there's a culture of debate is at a risk. Well, I think um, I, I tend to agree that uh, the parliamentary standards have gone down. Uh, I hate being the, uh, you know, the the journo auntie who says it that oh ho bahut kharab ho gaya hai parliament <laughs> pehle bahut acha tha i don't like making those kind of comments but and tv debate kitne kharab ho gaye pehle ke zamane mein bahut acha hua karte the i don't want to be one of those who says that but yeah the earlier parliamentary debates used to be interesting they were content filled and certainly in rajya sabha you didn't hear that ghastly word which you heard uh, yesterday um and uh, it's not a question of bengali or non bengali i think it just didn't it didn't sound good. Uh, but uh, to come back to whether uh, the debate, uh, what Nija said, you know, Nija just said that this is the biggest challenge uh, uh, that the Modi government has faced so far. Uh, I tend to disagree. Um, I, I don't think it is as big a challenge as, say, probably the Rafal allegations were. Uh, when when I talk about the challenge in the sense this Modi Adani nexus that uh, Rahul Gandhi was talking about, I think the Rafal allegations were were a bigger one because it involved a defense purchase. And it was one purchase, yes, as compared to the other allegations which were made. In spite of that, the parallels with Beaufort's, which saw uh, Rajiv Gandhi's dream run ending, I think that was a bigger one. And it was even bigger, uh, I think it was, uh, Rafal, I think, was even as big or bigger than uh, demonetization. Uh, the Congress has decided to make this issue uh, the main issue in 2023. I think they're going to try and run this as the major uh, issue of 2023 in the state elections. If it works, then it goes on to 2024. And the fact that Mahua Moitra has tried to spearhead uh, this affair means that the TMC is on board uh, as far as this uh, whole Adani campaign is concerned of uh, Rahul Gandhi. So even though there is no united opposition in place, I think the Congress set the agenda and the others are following. Nirja Chaudhary, 
let's let's talk about messaging and i'm i want to quickly come back to uh, the main issue of discussion here on 400 days left to 2024 elections which hindol says is a lot of time i would say it's uh, <laughs> very little time also because for an election that huge the last year is considered as the lost year you know you in that sense the ram temple is inaugurated <laughs> okay uh neerja choudhury you see do you feel that there is a messaging disparity between these two parties where you have a rahul gandhi of course his congress party limited resources limited mandate uh and he's up against this huge massive gigantic uh political opponent called narendra modi who has the infrastructure the money muscle the mandates so do you feel that there is this uh, disparity in the in the messaging also uh, look in 1980 elections indira gandhi was asked the question what is the message of this election by one of the foreign journalists and she said i am the message 2024 it's narendra modi the message hmm. now the mandate the elections is one the uh, uh, everything that he brings on the table strong leader tough leader who's the, you know created a whole uh, category of labhartis what he's done for people in terms of money coming into his hand, in their hands him being an obc a hindu hindu hriday samrat a nationalist you know it's a cocktail but it is narendra modi he is going to be the message of 2024 on the other side as i said uh, in my opening comments that the last days have pitched this battle again as a modi versus rahul and after the bharat jodo yatra much more so and the congress party will want to project rahul to take on uh, narendra modi now where does this leave the opposition will they accept uh, uh, uh rahul gandhi openly or tacitly uh, to be the leader of the opposition in that battle next year uh, very unlikely as things stand unless something dramatic happens in the coming weeks so um and, and as far as strategy in terms of the issues they will use as i said they will use the opening of parliament ram temple the g20 summit and the hype again you know, around day 200 events all over the country the world leaders coming to delhi being you know with narendra modi at the center of it so they will use everything in the book Mm. but mm. the essential message is and also wherever there is tablin singh i have noticed another thing about the uh, bhartiya janata party if everything's fine yes this is the grand messaging the machinery which has worked and if something is not working then you insulate narendra modi's image from the faults of say local leadership like himachal uh, mandate is- was not to do with modi's popularity but local leaders did not deliver that's politics but as the journo auntie who remembers things from before <laughs> i remember a congress party that existed in every village in india the sevadal and the you know i think i'm making too much out of the effect of the yatra because nothing has been left in its wake if wherever rahul gandhi had gone he had set up a little group of people who would take on the challenge of facing an electoral gargantuan huh? 
then it would make sense. But the Yatra is over. What's happening after it? What, have they set up little cells in the villages, etc.? Because the Congress Party's real problem is not that it, it lacks a leader. The leader is Rahul Gandhi. But does it have the infrastructure to take on this, this huge machinery that they're up against? Hindol wanted to come in. No, look, I mean, uh, Nijaji was just saying that in 2024, Modi is the message. Well, you know, I remember in 2024, Mr. Modi was asked, Mudda kya hai? And he famously said, Mudda kya hai? Modi hi mudda hai. Mm. Right? And indeed, that election too was all fought about whether, you know, he should be Prime Minister, not Prime Minister, and so on and so forth. So that has been a standard. It's the way Mr. Modi's politics works. It works uh, on this idea that he's somebody who can deliver on the ground and he's the answer, in a sense, mm. to many problems, uh, many issues. But I agree with Tavleen Singh on one critical thing. You see, if you look at many of the numbers and the schemes that are on the ground, mm. I mean, one of this is entire Pasmanda thing came yeah. up, right? If you look at the numbers in Uttar Pradesh, Pasmanda Muslims are one of the biggest beneficiaries of housing made by government. This is just one instance. There are countless instances. Tavleen mentioned this entire thing about Jaljeevan Mission. Yeah. A lot of people, especially sitting in Delhi, forget that people also vote, not just because of emotive issues, but actually because of the welfare and development they've received. Mm. Now, we may debate how much it should have been more, it should have been less, but in many cases, you know, what they've received finally, you know, tilts them towards a particular political party. Mm. We have seen this in the past with LPG, women vote in LPG. All of this has been mapped in the past for states where a large number of women received LPG cylinders and connections mm. and how that vote changed. Mm. So all of this, there's a gigantic delivery mechanism at the grassroots. We mm. can keep debating whether 100% of everything has been done or not. Perhaps 100% can never be done. Mm. But all of this has an impact. And if we look at those numbers... Which is, which is why, Hindol, I asked this question. Which is why will, he's saying the people will, are my covers. You see, here, here, here is the thing. Naren Modi, and I, there's a reason why I call this uh, uh, the Modi, you know, Modi's top-down narrative, which he wants. I think this is a very clear message. Uh, not just to the opposition, but even to uh, fellow BJP leaders that don't concentrate on Besharam Rang or some movie or uh, protest. Concentrate on the work. You've got nine years to, you know, nine years to take to the people. So do you feel that this, this is that important message which he's trying to deliver with the help of these speeches, not just to the opposition, but even the BJP leaders? Not just the BJP leaders, if you look at what Mohan Bhagwat is doing with the RSS and the outreach that's happening with Muslims. Mm. Look, everything comes to a pivot, right? Mm. We are now in 2024 onwards, whichever party wins. Mm. It's a different India from 2014. Mm. This India must pitch itself as a rising power. Mm. It cannot pitch itself as a rising power with incessant uh, you know, problems at home. Some of these problems have to be resolved and the conversation has to move on. Mm. And therefore, Mr. Modi is right in telling his own colleagues that instead of wasting time on some, you know, some shot in some movie, mm. there is a lot more they can talk about and ought to be talking about. Now, imagine this message has been given, Nilanjan, not once but twice by the Prime Minister, no less. One in the National Executive and then in the Council of Ministers, which so, means very senior ministers were recipients of this message. No, that is true. Concentrate on the work. No, that is true. Concentrate on the work. But I want to come come to you, uh, you know, come on that point a bit later. Yeah, Two yeah. points are, which I want to respond. First, yeah. what Nizia was talking about, the uh, Congress and the other opposition parties. 
Now, 23, we know that there are very important assembly elections. I think it's very crucial for the Congress to win Karnataka. It is very important for them to regain Madhya Pradesh, retain Rajasthan and Chhattisgarh. They already are in No, retain, I Retain. 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 Regain Madhya Pradesh. Retain Chhattisgarh. No, they are a government in Madhya Pradesh. No, no. Congress is not the government. In okay, the, you're talking, talking about the Congress. Talking about the Congress. Yeah, okay. And for the for the Congress, for it to retain Chhattisgarh and mm. Rajasthan. So yeah. the moment they are able to, then it's going to be that the Congress is back in business mm. and people will stay. Ki Rahul ka sikka chalne laga. Mm. You know, that's the. But kind I of hope way. you remember 2018. Where Sikka was working in the states. 2018 is a 20... different case because mm. of Pulwama. Let's not talk about uh, mm. uh, you know suddenly an unforeseen situation mm. of mm. that kind. Prior to that, the second is I think you know uh, there is a misreading about the initiative of the BJP and the RSS towards Muslims, be mm. it Pasmanda, be it what uh, you know meeting uh, select five or six uh, you know important uh, Muslim people. Mm. Uh, the basic problem is that. You cannot have a community outreach till the time you keep on saying that you are fine to follow your own faith, but you have to accept the fact that you are a Hindu. Mm. That is the basic thing. That mm. Hindu is a culture, it is not a religion. You know, mm. so everyone in this country is a Hindu. There are very deep-seated ideological issues, you know, which actually keep out the Muslims away from the RSS mm. uh, and the BJP. The other fact is that you have a fringe element. You have a people who will keep on flagging issues like Besharam, Rang, or, or even, you know, uh, you know, we have had numerous amount mm. of vigilante attacks. The people who get attacked are the very ones who are on the fringe of Muslim society. It is not those five people who will get attacked the first time Muslims have to be targeted by mm. a mob. Mm. It is going to be the people who are actually out with the daily, uh, you know, thela, to earn the daily livelihood. We okay. saw what happened in Delhi during the riots, which were mm. the people who were actually, uh, mm. you know, losing out on the bread and butter. Okay. So I don't think Muslim outreach is something that even the BJP is looking at. Mm. It might be very good to, uh, you know, for a good talking point, mm. but beyond that, nothing more. Okay, okay. Uh, Smita Prakash, I think, wanted to come in and then Ashutosh. Yes, Ashutosh, I'll come to you. Should I speak? Yeah, you know... Uh, yeah, uh, you know, when Tavleen says that what after the Yatra, there are lots of people who are asking that true. What after the Yatra? Have people got rejuvenated? The thing is that the Yatra was to awaken the cadre in the party. Now the cadre has to get the, polit the politicians in the party have to get it going at the district level. Can they? The point is that it's the only party in the country other than the BJP which is present at a national level at the district, village, booth level. No other party. So today if Mamta Banerjee was to take out a similar kind of a yatra, no point. Because if one, it would be too late before 2024. Two, the, the party is not there. Even Ahmadmi party is not there. It's the only one who can mount a challenge today is the Congress party, which is why the yatra will work only if now the benefits are transferred by the political party, by uh, the politicians in the party to the the, uh, uh, the cadre level. Mm -hmm. I think they have got rejuvenated and they will, I think, work better as it was just pointed out by the earlier speaker in the states that really matter to the party, which is Madhya Pradesh, Karnataka and Rajasthan. These are the three major states which will be the barometer to see whether the Yatra worked at the cadre level. Mm -hmm. That and the money, the fact that you know they sp spent uh, supposedly about 100 crores, that means that the kitty is full up. Where the money is coming from, wherever it's coming from, 
from that means they have the money to fight an election if they had the money to bring that yatra into fruition hmm. okay uh, ashutosh you wanted to come in uh, see i want to make three points first of all uh, bjp is brilliant in terms of creating a narrative is this narrative of labharti is one of them uh, as if the only government which has been working since 2014 about uh, about the roads about electricity is only mr modi and no other government has done anything i think with the, the time has come and the relative data should come into the picture how many houses were built by the by the congress government and how many houses has been built by this how many uh, uh, null has been created by this government and the, and the other government if that comes out then probably the the truth will be out and whether it will really it really works the fact of the matter is that they are trying to tell us that the price rise is no issue in this country they are trying to tell us that the uh, the, the the income of every individual which has come down by 9% since 2014 14 to 2022 uh, is is of no use unemployment which has risen uh, which has broken all records has no use and uh, the world bank has given a report that 7 crore people has become unemployed and uh, uh, has gone under under the poverty line 5.6 crore belongs to the india that is 80% that has no use the 5 crore people from the urban center has gone to the rural center without any job that has no role so labharti will work but these things will not work i don't i don't buy this argument because this is all a part of a narrative narrative second point is i think this about the congress thing uh, people forget that in 1967 the congress used to get more than 45% vote share and in consistently in every election nationally but what happened when the sprinter group they got together bj congress lost in nine states in 1977 again there were splinters group and congress was a behemoth they again the congress lost in 1989 so you look you look at the pictures i think it is uh, bjp has always been powerful in terms of organization but organization has been winning elections for them if the rss has been winning elections for them then the bjp would have formed uh, the government in 1962 and 1975 uh, 77 itself the fact of the matter is that the congress has lost the credibility this yatra has given them back their credibility up to certain extent if that is the truth if that is a the truth then uh, there is a clear cut 63% of the population who has been opposed to the modi and the bjp if out of their 63% if a majority of them uh, comes together then there is a problem for me yeah you see you see uh, tavleen singh as i come to you uh, we asked this question of mr p chidambaram uh, i think a month ago uh, i think exactly on the day when mr kharge took charge and he said that there are two arms of uh, any political party if they want to be a victor in the election one is the political mahol i mean he didn't use the word mahol i'm using it and the other rail is a strong organizational structure you can't just create the mahol and not have an organizational structure to take that mahol forward and to that extent on this on this channel he said i feel that the congress party is lacking we are not up to the mark as far as the bjp Absolutely. is concerned he's dead right because you know smita is is right that the congress party is the only other national political party but its structure is broken because there's been darbari politics for too long in that party you know you got a ticket if you went to the darbar you didn't get a ticket if you did well in your constituency so they had to change that and the the point i wanted to make just a small point on muslims mm-hmm. if the congress party has not been able to win back the muslim vote after what has been done to muslims in the past in the second tenure of mr modi then the congress party really needs to be ashamed of itself 
Because, you know, the Muslims have been targeted. We all know this. Uh, the Congress Party has somehow not managed to consolidate that huge vote bank that was always theirs. So, you know, I mean, the reason why uh, Pasmanda is coming in and Bora's in is that the, 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 the RSS and the BJP leadership has understood that they haven't been able to keep that vote bank consolidated. And that really speaks very, very poorly for the Congress Party. Hmm. Okay. Nidia Chaudhary wanted to come. I just want to make a couple of comments on this Muslim bit. You know, the Prime Minister's uh, uh, edict to his party people not to raise issues, trivia about films. Hmm. You know, the kind of response that Pathan got of Shah Rukh Khan. I think, and the Prime Minister has his pulse. You know, there's nobody else who reads the pulse of the people as well as Prime Minister Modi. I think somewhere talking to people, one gets a sense that people felt the way his son had been targeted, there was slight, you know, there was a sympathy for that, and people felt bhot zada ho gaya. And I feel somewhere people wanted to compensate. Of course, the theme of the film was also nationalistic, about a raw agent, and so on. Uh, but uh, there, I think there was an underlying sympathy also. There is, a, there is a group there. Is there a group there, I ask this question, that is now feeling a little bit uncomfortable with the kind of uh, uh, contention that's getting built up in politics. That's one, you know, it's a, it's a question I throw out there. The second thing, I, uh, the point I want to make is about the Congress party. For Rahul Gandhi, even if he enthused his party cadre, number one, even if he gave new heart to his supporters, after all, 120 million people voted for the Congress Party in 2019. If he gave new heart to these people, that is a very good beginning to make. Mm. For a party, you know, it's, been, it's organization has been really, as everybody else has pointed out, is virtually decimated. He's got to start somewhere. And one somehow gets the feeling, is he playing for 2029 rather than 2024? Okay, okay. Yeah, Nilanjan. You know, I think that the two biggest... Playing uh, for 2029 is... No, I mean, <laughs> Nija Chaudhary, you've already written <laughs> Rahul Gandhi off for this election. You know, we 400 are, days, if he wants, he can prepare. We, we, we are it's speaking in the middle of a test match going on. No uh, I don't think any batsman should prepare for the second innings before playing the first I, I think innings. there's a very interesting thing that... Uh, I mean, pardon me if I'm quoting him incorrectly, but a former Prime Minister once said, in the long run, all of us are dead. Yes. <laughs> so, this is too much of a long run. That is true. Yeah. That's true, but given the situation. <clears throat> Two things which yeah. I think are very important for the yeah. Congress. Hmm. One is that they have to somehow or the other get over this general feeling, even among those people who are a bit upset. Nija was talking about, let me remind everybody, Amitabh Bachchan was also very upset and he raised very important issues which possibly caused... Tremendous amount of discomfort within the regime just in the last uh, days of December. Yes, at the Kolkata so there, there, Festival. Yeah, at the Kolkata mm -hmm. Festival. You know, the place and what he said, where he said and why he said mm -hmm. is very important which needs to be decoded. So there is definitely a certain amount. So do you amount. think that course correction has been initiated right now? Then I let's don't talk think, about you know, course correction is a very big thing because till the time you actually defang the fringe. It's not going to work. You're basically doing it for no, record. You can, you can first start by uh, sensitizing your own. No, by, if you know, the party if, cadre doesn't do it. Uh, we can talk about an hour in the last eight and a half years, the number of times that course correction has been attempted. Mm. Right from the time when the lynching started for on suspicion of carrying beef. 
Yeah. Know, even at that point, yes. Mr. Modi also and uh, Mohan Bhagwat had made statements. That but then true. what happened? Did it put put uh, these uh, vigilante attacks? Uh, no, it did not. No, it didn't. Even the hate speech has not stopped. So what I am saying is that the Congress has to overcome the Stina factor. There mm -hmm. is no alternative. People who are even critical of this government say, "Lekin koi hai nahi." That is what is the problem. The second is that the opposition has to, this is where the Congress comes into play, hmm. that they have to ensure that out of 543 constituencies, they have to maximize hmm. the number of one-to-one -one contests in 2024. Okay. For that, the Congress has to, because I agree with, the, uh, with uh, what Smita was saying, that hmm. the Congress is the only party besides the BJP which has a national footprint. So the Congress has to actually emerge as the fulcrum. For okay. it to emerge as the fulcrum, Karnataka, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Chhattisgarh. I'll again reiterate, hmm. win those, only then look into the future. Otherwise, you might as well retire in the 24 elections. Okay, okay. Uh, quick okay. closing comments, Ashutosh and then uh, Smita Prakash. See, Sanket, if anybody is thinking that Rahul Gandhi will be the Prime Minister in 2024, I think even the Rahul Gandhi and the Congress should not think about it. Because it's not about Rahul Gandhi becoming the Prime Minister or winning the election. It's about, uh, it's about opposition, the entire united opposition. If Congress can get more than 100, I think... No, no, my question, Ashutosh, let me just, let, let, very quickly, let me just remind you of the topic. I'm saying that when you take a strong message, when you raise it in Parliament, obviously the intention is to let the people also hear that message. So in that context, do you feel this message is going to set the Congress party's political narrative? Or will be one of key factor of the political narrative that the Congress will set? And will it work? In the last four or five months, Congress has successfully created a parallel narrative to Narendra Modi or the BJP, the RSS narrative. With the yatra. So one, one, yeah, yeah, one point where I disagree with, uh, with, uh, with Nilanjan is it's, the, 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 it's, not the it, it's not the one has to do the defang the, 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 the fringe. One has to defang the core. The problem is with the core, not with the fringe. I, how can uh, in Karnataka party BJP president is talking about the love jihad is more important issue than the null and nalka and sa. sa. This is the man who has been uh, talking about uh, bad about about the Gandhi. The man in in Kathua who was uh, who was standing with, uh, with with the rapist on the road fighting, uh, uh, agitating. That man has been promoted in the party itself. So where is the core? Where is the fringe? And the Nupur Sharma is not fringe. Was not fringe. The uh, Naveen Kumar was not fringe. They were core. The problem is with the core. When Kabristan and Samsan is discussed, that is core. Which is why, Smita it's Prakash, my, my, my final question to you. Uh, do you feel that this setting of narrative and fixing narrative exercise has begun right now? And it's an uphill task for both. Both the Prime Minister and Rahul Gandhi. For Rahul Gandhi to take the message down to the very last, you know, last mile delivery in his... Uh, as you say, broken system, but still a system nonetheless. And for the Prime Minister to convince his own, many people within Look, his I own party who have chosen a shortcut rather than going the hard way. Look, uh, Sanket, uh, Sanket, when I began, I said that the, uh, that the Yatra was a successful one. Why? Because of two things, perception, I said, and the media attention. But was it successful as far as a narrative is concerned from Rahul Gandhi? I don't think so, because you got fractured narratives coming in wherever he was going through different states. What was the messaging? Was it PR ki Rajniti? That's not going to click with the people. PR, PR, PR ki dukan. People don't want that. So what is the narrative? When you went to Kashmir, did you 
where what is your position on 370 will you redo that if you come to power and become prime minister you spoke about agnivir and you said everybody was saying agnivir agnivir you were you were angry with agnivir will you tell those people who have been selected if you become prime minister ki agnivir scheme is scrap and you were in the armed forces now you go back to your villages will you do that can't understand and he said kanya kumari se kashmir tak i all i heard was adani 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 so what are you going to do so wherever adani has airports and projects in your states if you win the three states that nilanjan was talking will you scrap all projects with adani for 400 days yes uh, very quickly tavleen singh also wants just, to come just 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 one thing yeah. uh, if rahul gandhi wants to re- if i were advising him hmm. i would tell him to really build up that connection with the muslims and to stop talking like an old fashioned communist when it comes to the economy hmm. because you know his his economic ideas are really out to lunch okay yeah. okay if 400 Gandhi is going to build with the muslim then the rahul gandhi had it that's a, that's a open, <laughs> you see uh, you see within his own party you've got an ak antony who's telling him don't be seen as a muslim or a minority only party you have to reach out to the majority community anyway 400 exciting days left 400 more exciting days left whose narrative and how these narratives are going to be built and how will how effective will they be we'll keep debating more on the big five thank you very much for joining us time for a short break at this